Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Open House Uncensored Podcast. It is your girl, Sess the Realtor. I am here um, to chat and talk with y'all this week. But before we get started, I must say, happy Valentine's Day. That's right, y'all. Today is February 14th. It is the day of the lovers. So if you love somebody, make sure you tell them. Call them, text them, or whatever. Just, hey, I love you. Um, if you're not in a relationship, it is a-okay because your mama still love you. So call your mama, call your daddy, call your granny, call your uncle, call your cousin, call whoever. Just don't call nobody else men, okay? Please, or don't call nobody else women. You only call the people that belong to you, okay? No, I'm just <laughs> No, for real though. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. <laughs> y'all so today's episode is gonna be titled this is the heartbreak hotel <laughs> baby come on tony i already lost my voice shoot i know i can get that deepness up in there what you doing so why okay anyways today's title is gonna be heartbreak hotel i know a lot of times i don't usually drop the title um before i get started because Sometimes I have to like talk and listen to myself, not listen to myself, but listen to the information that I'm giving before I decide a title. So usually the title is not even decided until after I finish recording. So boom, Heartbreak Hotel. Why am I titling today's um, episode Heartbreak Hotel if today is Valentine's Day? I'm not trying to be funny. I promise to God I'm not. Um, I want everybody to be in love. Be in love with yourself. I just, I'm not trying to bring on nothing bad. But... There are times where we just simply got to have the hard conversations. Um, Being a realtor, okay, most people desire to be able to give everybody the ultimate dream. Like you want to be able to, I don't know, be like Oprah, you get a home, you get a home, you get a home, you get a home, you get a home. Yes, we get paid and, and it would be lovely. To have a constant paycheck, right? But most times people who are real estate agents, they care about people, okay? They care about relationships. And they want people to experience what they've experienced because nine times out of 10, um, your local realtor is a homeowner. If they're not, it's A-okay. Everybody don't want to own a home. And I'm not saying that that makes you less than. So please do not twist my words. But for the most part, we look at homes in a different way in a sense. Um, you have your investors who look at homes like doors. Hey, um, purchase this. This is this amount of dollars. Like, where's the next one? Whereas for us, we're more so thinking like, oh, hey, you're going to move here. You're going to raise your family here. Um, you guys are going to have barbecues. You guys are going to have family functions here. Oh, my God, this is where your child is going to take their first steps. Um, this is where you could possibly get married. These are the type of things that we think of when we're placing you and trying to mat match you up with a home, right? Um, but unfortunately, unfortunately, and, and it's a number of things. And I say my number one thing for people not being able to get into a home is the lack of education. 
I'm, you can be the smartest person. You can have your college degree. But if nobody has spoken to you about the home buying process, um, what it takes to maintain a home, um, how to acquire funds to purchase a home, you are uneducated. And that keeps plenty of people away from actually being a homeowner. This is for those who actually desire to be a homeowner, right? So there's plenty of times I find myself um, like marketing myself. You know, you put yourself online and, and anytime somebody reaches out to you and they're like, hey, I want to buy a house, you just get so excited. You're ready to talk to them. Like you're ready to chop it up because you're just like, oh, I'm already seeing this person in a home, right? Like you're just already imagining it, right? So um, when you have those conversations, and you find out that this person has been working for quite some time, but they have no money saved. Why don't they have any money saved? You're talking to people who are um, working and they don't have any access to extra funds. Not everyone's job has a 401k and some people have a 401k and they don't even know what the 401k does. They just know, oh, yeah, my company is, like, contributing, and, I mean, you know, some of my money go there, and I hear people in the office talk about how they borrow from it. But people don't realize that, it, not saying it comes consequences, but, I mean, you know, hey, there, there could be penalties, penalties to you borrowing. You need to understand how to borrow from your 401k or the IRA or whatever it is that you have set up. Um. You also realize that a lot of people get up, they go to work every day. They know they want to buy a home, but nobody in their family has owned a home. Everybody's been written. Um, everyone has put into your head that the first thing you need to do is buy an apartment. Yeah, you got to live in an apartment first before you have a house. Um, you also don't have anybody at home who has spoken to you about buying a home, how it could be beneficial you you probably got that grandma or grandpa who has had their home. They actually did buy. And they've been having their home for quite some time. But y'all never had the conversation on, okay, what do I need to do? Now, we know that things have changed. So we know that the process may not be the exact same, but the gist of it, you know, the gist of, okay, hey, when you purchase, this is how it becomes yours. Like a lot of people don't understand what a deed is. A lot of people don't understand the difference between like a lender and a mortgage broker. Like it's just so many things that a lot of us are not educated on. I'll tell you, I was one of them. I literally, when I first purchased my house, my granddaddy and them owned the house, my sister owned the house, but none of them had a conversation with me about how to own a home. Nobody, nobody said, oh yeah, this is what you do. It was almost like, I mean, yeah, we bought it. And then, you know, we've been here. Woo. And that's fine and dandy. You can't talk about what you don't know. Cause I don't think anybody sat down with my sister and talked to her about buying a house. You just know that you went to the builder and the builder told you the rent amount and you're like, oh, I can afford that. I've been paying that in my apartment or I can add a little bit extra or, oh, this is going to be actually cheaper. All right, let's do it. And then you just send them over the stuff that they need. And then once that transaction is over, you're like, dang, I, I kind of retained some information, but not much. You were just doing what needed to be done so that you could get by, right? Um, and also another thing that comes up is credit. We got lots of people who have been working every day. 
okay, every day, even on the weekends, okay? And their credit is bad. There are a number of reasons for that. But the number one is because of lack of education. I don't remember growing up anybody talking to me about credit. I don't remember anybody. The conversation that I received, the conversation that I had with my granddaddy was do not get a credit card. I don't care what you do. You better avoid all credit cards in any shape, form, or fashion that you can. Do not get a credit card. Do not occur any debt. I thought the only way you could occur debt was from a credit card. I didn't realize having a card note and all that stuff was dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, a lot of people just hadn't had a chance to have the conversation about how to successfully, how to have a healthy credit profile. You know what I'm saying? So you either was told to stay away from it or you was told, hey, you can use it to your advantage, but they're not telling you that just because you purchased something for $100, I mean, you just pay back $100. No, you purchased that for $100, but because they gave it to you, they want a little something off of it. So now your $100 purchase, sweetheart, was actually $125. Like nobody's talking to you about that. They're not telling you that, oh, okay, well, if you continue to just pay the minimum balance, you, you know, it's still adding up. That's not necessarily covering interest. This debt is going to grow. So you're trying to figure out like, okay, man, I only spent about $300. And then every time I put back $300, like I still owe something. Why do I have this $41, you know what I'm saying, payment on here? Like what's going on? Why can't I zero this out? It's because you're only paying what you spent. And then you're not paying it by the time before they add the interest. Interest is a beast. People do not discuss with us that when you purchase a home, you are borrowing money just like you do with those credit cards. Guess what? The bank is going to have interest on it. That's real. Interest can get you into a lot of trouble if it's not handled properly. And then it makes us afraid because people feel like, oh, I don't have enough money to handle. Yes, you do. You just have to um, get disciplined with how you handle your money. You just need to be told how to use money correctly. That's what it is. So I know you're thinking, okay, so what's the gist of this podcast being called Heartbreak Hotel? I don't feel like you're breaking my heart right now, sis. Me, I feel like you're giving me, you know what I'm saying, some good info. Well, what happens is a lot of people don't learn this info until they get ready to buy a house. Yeah, you heard what I said. A lot of people do not even have the serious conversation about money until they get ready to buy a house. So because beforehand, before you reached out to that realtor, that lender, nobody had been talking to you. You hadn't really been studying because you don't know what to study. You, you don't know what questions to ask because you don't know. So now that you're in the position where you're getting ready to have your credit pool and someone is um, beginning to speak to you about purchasing a house. Now everything is coming up about how you should have assets. Um, you know, some people don't even know what an asset is. Um, when we start talking about all these debts that you have, like, again, I told you at one point, I didn't know having a car note was a debt. So then that's where debt to income ratio come in. A lot of people are not aware of that. You don't start hearing these terms until you get ready to buy a house. 
Well, then that's where you get your heart broken because then you start to realize you're not necessarily in position. It's not the end of the world, though. What happens is we see online where people are telling you, hey, you can purchase with zero down. You can purchase with no closing. You don't even know what a closing cost is. All you know is that you saw zero, zero, and zero next to a dollar sign. And you was like, okay, well, this is how they advertised it for this person. So I know I could do it. I done seen that person around the office and I see she done bought a house. I know we make about the same money, so I can do it. But you don't realize that your situation is different from theirs. You don't know how that person is spending their money. So then what happens is you begin to get your heart broken. You start getting the bad news. And unfortunately, because we are human, when we get the bad news, what do we do? We just give up. We stop. We just be like, you know what? Okay, well, then I can't do it. Instead of saying, okay, well, then how do I tackle this? And how can I get on top of this? How can I get myself into position? It takes time. And then that's another thing. So then you have some people who are really eager and they're like, okay, okay, so shoot, tell me what I got to do then. I'll put some money up, tell me what I got to do. It's not just that simple. Again, you have to create yourself a healthy financial profile, okay? A healthy financial profile. Meaning you need to know where your money is going. You need to know how your money is coming in. And then you need to understand, am I spending more than I make? This is the time where you have to really say, is being an Amazon Prime member necessary? Hey, y'all don't fight me. Don't come down on me now. Because <laughs> y'all know Amazon ain't been priming as much as it's supposed to be priming. Used to get stuff by 5 o'clock, you know, some, some stuff been a little delayed, you know what I'm talking about? So, you know, don't, don't, don't come at me. But I'm just saying, though, that's when you really have to start putting it into perspective. Okay, so if you got Peacock, you got Netflix, you got Hulu, you know, can we let one of them go? Or are you okay with substitute for Tubi since it's free? This is when you start having to have the hard conversations. You know, that, that conversation when it's like, it's not you, it's me. But in this instance, as the realtor, we're like, you know, shouty, it's not me. It's, it's you. We can't continue our relationship and going forward because which I be telling people now nowadays online. Uh, what you bring it to the table? If you ain't bringing nothing to the table, you can't come sit. Well, why not? What if I ain't even know what to bring? How I'm gonna bring something to a table when I don't even know what's at the table? But we be so quick to cut people off. You know what I'm saying? Or we be so quick to give up when we get the bad news, when we get that heartbreak information, when a lender is telling you that, sweetheart, you're not making enough money, or sir, I'm sorry, but your uh, debt-to-income ratio is just a little bit too high. You have a really high car note. We give up. We, 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 we become defeated. And as a realtor, you have to understand that you get this information and then you got to be the problem solver. Everybody's different. Everybody receives information different. We know that. So then you got to put your creative head on. And you got to get in there and you got to make it work. Not saying, oh, yeah, this person is going to be able to buy a house in 30 days. You have, to under, you have to make that person understand that it can still be obtainable for them. But this is what we need to set in place to get you on track. 
See, everybody thinking that, hey, realtors out here, you shiny, you showing big old houses and stuff. Or y'all, you know what I'm saying, y'all take pictures. I want you to post pictures of houses so I can just look at them. But for what? That's not my job. Them houses that I post, I be wanting to sell them. And I want you in it. I'm not trying to just, just show that I went to go visit a house. That, that, that doesn't put food on the table. You know what I'm saying? That's not making my business lucrative. You know what I'm saying? So that I can continue helping and continue guiding and continue pouring into people without having to get ready to go to a nine to five. It's more than just going to go see a house. It's more than just moving in. It's maintaining. How do we maintain? This is the heartbreak hotel. This is the heartbreak. So what you doing? And actually, I just thought about something. Heartbreak Hotel. Did I say Tony Braxton earlier? I was talking about my voice. But that's not who Sunday sound. Lord Jesus, forgive me. This is Whitney. <laughs> I, as I started singing more and I'm, you know, getting into the vocals, I'm like, wait a minute now. Hold on. Since we done mix that up, you can't mix up a legend. And I apologize. So, um, yeah, I had to correct myself on there. Oh, my God. But we know that was Whitney. Um, but, yeah, Heartbreak Hotel. Welcome. This is where you get all the bad news and you got to decide what you're going to do with it. So real quick, so we can wrap the episode up and I don't keep y'all here too long. Uh, was this Friday? Friday had a conversation. Had somebody send me a lease lead. I do not really deny any leads um, just because everybody needs somewhere to stay, right? And I understand that we are actually becoming a place where it's like you have to rent because you're not purchasing you're not not purchasing because you you can't as far as money. You're not purchasing um, because you don't have the credit. What happens is you don't necessarily have the extra funds. A lot of people, see, this is where I am as a realtor. I can tell you, yes, we could possibly get you qualified for a loan that requires zero debt. We can even possibly get your closing costs covered. But none of that is 100% sure. I know we like to say it, but I'm sorry. I'm like the people at the um, at the uh, DNA office. Um, I'm just going to say 99.99999. I'm not going to give you that 100 because you're not going to take me to court. Because there is a slight chance that something could change. So a lot of times people get approved for some of these down, down payment. Ugh, damn, Jesus. Ooh. For some of these down payment assistance programs. And they don't realize that you have to have a certain score in order to like qualify. But at the end of the day, when you get ready to close, they run your credit and stuff again. They run your stuff like the day before you get ready to close. And if anything, that's why people tell you don't buy a house, don't buy a car, don't get no extra uh, credit cards and stuff. But imagine if you was like barely qualifying to be in that that program, right? And then you've been like paying everything on time and stuff like that. And say, this is your credit go up a little bit too high. You may not qualify for debt payment assistance no more. So then what do you do when your lender contact you and say, hey, so about that, you necessarily don't qualify for down payment assistance anymore. So do you got AK on you? And you'd be like, hell no. Shit, you told me I could come up in here and buy for zero down. What happened to zero down? Because that's what people love to throw. Well, I'm a first-time home buyer. I'm not supposed to be paying nothing. Says who? Says the lenders that want you to come and use their products, sweetheart. 
uh, that's not a guarantee. Just because you're a first-time homebuyer don't mean that you 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 automatically get funds. Now you, <laughs> that's one of the qualifications to be a first-time homebuyer. Woo! But um, if everything else don't line up, you know, and these surprises kill people. Can, oh my God! It literally can. Imagine getting ready to move. And then the day before closing, they tell you, oh, I'm sorry we can't close because something pop up on your credit and it makes your debt to income ratio go up or, you know, just something. And then, you know, packed up everything. Kids done already picked up they, uh, picked up their room. Y'all done already got new furniture, everything. And then they ain't told you that you can't move. That's heartbreaking. They literally can send you to the hospital. So, so, and, and I'm not laughing about the hospital part. I think I'm just laughing because I don't think I had to go that extreme. Okay. Um, but yeah, just learning this information and realizing like anything can happen at any moment. So you need to be as prepared as possible. So boom, talking to the lady um, that I was referred to um, last week. And again, like I said, this, I understand people renting because everybody just don't have access to just a whole bunch of whatever so this person is trying to rent but y'all already know in the state of texas like things have changed like we're not just doing two times the rent anymore they're they're wanting you to make three times the rent they're they're wanting to see that if you trying to do a fifteen hundred dollar um um jesus my train of thought is going away if you're trying to do a fifteen hundred dollar uh lease amount you know, trying to rent for fifteen hundred, you need to be bringing in about forty five hundred dollars monthly, and you got to show that, and it needs to be consistent for at least three months. They want pay stubs now. They want bank uh, bank statements now too to support and make sure that your pay stubs is real. There's things that people are requiring. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking and we're chatting it up, and unfortunately, this person just. They did not make a lot of money. Now, whatever she was told beforehand, it was kind of explained like, hey, you can do this and get your credit and stuff fixed in like three months and then you'll be okay. And then you'll be able to rent or buy whatever it is that you want to do. Well, people don't be really having a conversation like, okay, hey, break down your finances to me. I'm not even trying to be like all in your business, but like how much do you bring in monthly? If you're only bringing in $1,500 monthly, you're counting on tips that are not necessarily um, set in stone. It's not guaranteed you're going to get a tip. What if you have a whole month where all angry people came to the restaurant and didn't want a tip? Then you didn't make that same tip amount that you made the, the prior month. So everything that you told me goes out the window as a lender or as a person who's trying to um, allow you to lease from them. So now you're not bringing in that extra $2,000 that you say you do because this month you didn't. This month you just have $1,500. Your rent is $1,500. So for me, it's like, hey, um, how, how are you going to get to where you need to go? Where's the gas? Where's the groceries? Um, how are you going to pay lights? You're going to be able to stay here, but how are you going to have water? You can't maintain. You don't have enough. So the lady was kind of upset because she was just like, okay, well, I feel like nothing is going to work out for me in that case. And I'm like, no, that's not true. You can try to find another job. We could come up with other ways to um, come up with more money. Uh, do you, you want to do a roommate? 
um, that person stated they have a fiance. Okay, then y'all may need to combine y'all um, income. But guess what? That also comes with combining credit too. So then you may be doing okay credit-wise. And if that person is not, they're going with the lowest credit score. And even though you, you need a 620 across the board, some people do allow you to have 580, you're coming out of more money. You are more, the lower your credit score, the more of a risk you are. But 620 is a safe place. But if you can do better, let's get better. Because if your credit looks right, you're, you know, we talked about having a healthy financial profile. When people are going through and they see that you have assets and they see that, you know, your, your, your credit, you're paying stuff on time, like you become more trustworthy. Now, I do get it. Life is lifing. Okay, life is life and people are having to spend more because the cost of living has gone up. Okay, and it becomes frustrating. But these are the times where you have to have the hard conversations and you as a consumer have to understand that as your realtor or whoever you are dealing with that um, is going over your income or whatever with you, like you need to understand that they're not coming from a bad place if they're talking to you and really trying to put you up on game, especially me. I'm, I will never, I, I said this before, I will never tell anybody that you could buy a house with, with no money because you at least need two to $3,000 to put down the earnest money. I mean, period. I'm never going to tell you that you can only just, okay, well, just make what you, unless your job pay you $100 an hour and you working for eight hours a day, that may be a different story, okay? If you come in here and you able to buy a house with cash, okay, that's a different story. But for the normal middle-class person who's trying to be a part of the American dream and just have a home and you working, you know what I'm saying? A standard nine to five, you know, and you range it between 15 and about 23, 24, $25 an hour. My love, my friend, my brother, my sister, we have to make sure that we all understand that you are going to need to figure out a way to make yourself look presentable to make it look like you have a healthy financial profile and you're going to need to start saving. You're going to have to start budgeting. You'll have to start scaling back if you don't already have it. Everybody don't have parents that can get them a gift either. That's another thing we have to consider. So as I'm talking with this lady and I'm like, hey, you're only bringing in this. I want to tell you how people are going to look at you. They're not going to just say, oh, yeah, you're making this money. You make enough to make the rent. Go ahead and live here. Because people understand that, guess what? If you can only pay rent and nothing else, you're probably not going to keep up with this home. You're going to be in a position sooner than later that you can't even pay the rent and or the mortgage. Okay. You can't make just enough. You have to be a little over. Sorry, my phone was ringing. I thought I put on do not disturb. But yeah, you you cannot make just enough. And so, of course, she's getting, you know, slightly frustrated. She's just like, you know, I'm trying to make a way for myself and I really need somewhere to stay. You know, she was tired of being in the position that she was in. Um, and then on top of that, that person had pets. And we all know, oh, yeah, everybody charging for pets, especially in the state of Texas. You, you're paying a pet fee. So... You're not in a position to buy. And then you're also kind of in a bad position where you can't even rent because you're just not making enough. And I know that's the harsh reality. 
I'm not saying, I'm not faulting you for not making it up. You just didn't know. Nobody had the chance to actually sit down and talk with you. And so once we were done with our about hour conversation, she ended up thanking me. She literally was like, I thank you so much for breaking it down for me. She said, it is a little disappointing because I'm thinking like, oh yeah, I'm about to find something because this person referred you, but like, you, you kind of set me back, but you did give me some things that I need to focus on. You, you gave me an outline. So no, now I know what to work towards and then I know what I need more of. And that, that was just with the rental, but even with purchasing a home. Matter of fact, no, I, I had somebody recently I talked to, um, had to tell them you're not really in a position just yet. And I'm no way, shape, form, or fashion a lender. But I've talked to enough lenders to kind of understand what they're looking for. And just based off what you're telling me that you make, and then I know the prices of homes, it wasn't adding up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, not just yet. You need to bring in some more income because what's going to happen is you're going to have a few people pulling your credit. You're going to be upset because you're taking these hits. So now your credit score is going down just slightly, you know, just slightly, but nobody wants a decrease in any kind of way, especially if it's not going to at least benefit them. I don't mind losing six to seven points, six to seven, not six to seven, six to seven points, um, you know what I'm saying, from a couple uh, credit pools if I know I'm going to actually qualify for the house and I'm going to get the house that I want. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always about like, hey, what can we do here to make sure that when you do go into this, you're able to maintain. Let's be realistic and set some realistic goals. Let's do a realistic budget. Let's have a realistic conversation. Let me let you know that like where you at right now, even if you got approved and you start paying on your new construction home, because that's what you want. They have not taxed the land yet. Well, no, no, no. They've only taxed the land. They haven't taxed the house yet. There's a difference in between unimproved and improved land. And, um, those amounts vary like drastically. Okay. Paying on the land, you only you may only be paying five hundred dollars a year in taxes. Paying on the house, um, you're about at five thousand. Are you going to be able to maintain the mortgage if it goes up nine hundred dollars? If it goes up seven hundred dollars. Well, no, 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 because why would it go up? I'm gonna have a homestead exemption. Um, because again, like I told you. The tax assessment man came out because the, the area is not fully finished. You know, you got to wait till the area is fully finished and everybody's moved in. And then they give you some time to enjoy your cheap mortgage so that they can come in there and ruin your life. Has anybody talked to you about, are you able to set aside money from your paycheck so that when that happens, you, you can pay into your escrow? Or can you pay a little bit more on your mortgage? And I'm not just talking about five, ten dollars. I'm actually talking about like 50 to 100. Can you put a little bit more on your on your mortgage payments? Can you make one extra mortgage payment a year? Having those realistic conversations because as much as I want you to be in a home, I don't want you to be house broke. As much as I want you to, have, even if it's a rental, I don't care. I just want you to have shelter. But I want you to be able to eat too. I want you to be able to be comfortable. I want you to be able to buy yourself some groceries. Okay? You should be able to still live life and not work yourself to death just to maintain the place that you're never at because you got to keep working to pay for it. So welcome to the Heartbreak Hotel.
where we're here to hear the hard truth and we're here to learn and educate because everything I tell you, I want you to tell somebody else. I want you to be like, man, I didn't even know that uh, unimproved land and improved land. Wait, what? And then the Texas girl, yeah, she told me. Yes, I want you to go and teach. Go, go, <laughs> go. I think it was a, a song at church used to say, uh, go ye therefore and teach all nations. You know, it's a verse too, but I'm just saying like, you know what I'm saying? When we learn something, we can't just keep it to ourselves. We have to educate. And that's a part of being real to like, y'all, it can be peaches and cream. But sometimes you got to eat a little cottage cheese, okay? Sometimes a little cottage cheese come up in there. And if you like cottage cheese, shame on you, first of all, because how are you even eating that? And then if you don't like cottage cheese, then just push through so you get to the peaches and cream. I don't eat peaches and cream either, but I just know that's the term that people use whenever something is nice and sweet and it seems like life is going well, okay? So, yeah, just follow me. Having them hard conversations. When I got off the phone with that lady, I was so flustered because I was like, for one, like, oh, my God, did she not know this? And then for two, man, she did not know this. And then three, I started getting mad at the whole economy and just America in itself because why are people working two jobs and can't really afford anywhere to stay? Okay. And I'm not real political, so I don't even know. All I know is just don't make sense. It don't make sense for me to go to the grocery store and pay $2.39 for a bag of hot Cheetos now. That's ridiculous because the bag is seeming a little light and the recipe may not even be as good. So, like, what? Again, I'm not super political. I don't know what president has brought the best whatever. All I know is that going to the grocery store and buying $100 worth of stuff is looking like, you know, 11 items in the cart. <laughs> okay? What is this? Okay? How many meals is this? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like, cost of living is just going up, man. And them paychecks ain't went up. So, again, having these hard conversations does not mean that it's not possible. It just means that you you gotta you gotta kind of work at it. We gotta plan and then we can execute. You know what I'm saying? And have some patience. I have some patience. It's all gonna work out. Um, I enjoy talking to you guys. I enjoy you all listening to me and I definitely enjoy you liking the podcast and sharing it with your friends. Okay. They don't have to be a real to just share with anybody who know me and who know you and share with anybody who know you and don't know me. Okay. That means share with everybody. Okay. Um, repost it, put it on your platform. Um, uh, there's a link that you can do when you're like sharing the podcast, copy that link, put it online. Put on Facebook and your status and just be like, y'all go listen to this. Like, just share it, okay, so that we can all get out there, okay? Um, but again, I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remembering having hard conversations is not a bad thing. Just don't choose today to have a hard conversation with your spouse, all right? Just enjoy Valentine's Day, and you can talk to them about whatever you want to talk to them about tomorrow, okay? Just don't do the hard conversation. Listen, I don't want to hear nobody saying that I broke up talking about something. Well, I had to tell them, you know, it was them and not me. Mm -mm. I only said that for the podcast purposes only. All right. So happy Valentine's Day. Y'all get your love on. I will talk to y'all next week.